Uh, turn with me to Acts 28. Don't put it on the screen just yet, my son. Uh, but uh, we're going to jump into the life of Paul uh, in the year of 62 AD. And together, I really believe the Holy Spirit put this on my heart uh, to let you guys know that in this year, uh, he had the year of hell. And uh, whether and he was on assignment and you're on assignment, he was, uh, he, was, he was heading towards a destination, just like you and I are heading towards a destination. And uh, see, for us, in this moment, in this time, another year is coming to a close. Can you believe it? 2022 is coming to a close. And you might have championed and triumphed mountain peaks. You might have uh, been drugged through the mud this year. You might have been capsized where you feel a little bit stuck. You might have had a banner year. Or you might have had a valley year. But whether you've had a banner year or valley year, we all have things that cling to us. The baggage of life. The things that want to hurt our hearts. Things that want to drag us down. Things that, like a war-weary of, could be broken relationships this year, could have been shattered dreams, maybe some expectations let down, maybe some trust severed, maybe some bills are still screaming at you, maybe there's sickness that is, won't leave, there's tension of vision, unfulfilled, and it's like barnacles on the underside of a boat. They just collect and collect and collect and cling and cling and cling. And see, if baggage is not dealt with, it slows you down, it brings distractions, it hinders your mission. It allows dysfunction to remain. It literally is like a wet blanket to the oxygen of the Holy Spirit. But see, Paul in this life in 62 AD, he was on mission. He was on destination to Rome. God gave him a word. But, but Paul had to go through some things. See, Paul was imprisoned. He was given the word, but instantly he was imprisoned, wrongfully put in chains. And this year you might have felt like you're imprisoned in one way, shape, or form. You haven't found the freedom that you wanted in a few of the areas of your life. Paul had to go through major storms. Acts 27, 20 says, Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. Maybe you feel like the storms have just brought you to your knees. You felt like this year there's just been storm after storm after storm. God, when is it going to end? And then all of a sudden, in the midst of the storm in Acts 27, the men tried to lower their anchor and escape the boat. Have you felt that way this year? You just want to put your anchor down. God never said to put your anchor down. He, he's always going to say, I'm going to be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll get you to your destination. God gave me a word and Paul, Paul knew he, there was a, that he understood his must. I wonder if you remember your must. Do you remember your must? His must is what got him through imprisonment. His must got him through the storm. See, because he understood that who was inside of him was greater than what hell put in front of him. Paul was shipwrecked. Man, this guy had it bad. 62 AD, he was shipwrecked. And, and maybe you felt shipwrecked this year that you're like, man, I'm, I'm, not, I'm supposed to be in Rome right now. Why am I stuck on this island? My, I'm supposed to be reaching my destination, but why am I still on this small island called Malta? But see, this is where it all comes into agreement. We all have one thing in common this year. You and I all have one thing in common this year. You're still breathing, and guess what? You made it. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, I made it? Come on, say it with a little bit more excitement. Say, I made it. You didn't just make it. 
Guess what? Because you have a, you are born again and Christ lives within you, because you have experienced the saving grace of the forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ and the resurrection power of our God, guess what? No matter what you go through, you're already made it. You're already on the other side. You're already safely ashore because in Christ, as we follow him in his redeemed, victorious work of the cross and the finished, redemptive work of the cross, we can declare today that we have safely made it ashore. You know, the most powerful person on the, on the planet is, is not the most richest. It's not the one with the greatest fame. You know, the most powerful person is the most powerful person is the born again, spirit empowered, word believing, devil rebuking, demon casting, water walking, mountain moving, living child of God. Come on, if you have breath in your lungs, give God a shout of praise at this moment. Come on, and if you're not used to giving God a shout of praise, try it. Just try it. But we're supposed to be quiet at 8.52 a.m. in the morning at churches. We're supposed to be in a sovereign. Yes, there is time to wait. There is time for silence. But God is doing something today. God is doing something today. He wants to complete something within you that he put within you at the beginning, but the devil has tried to steal it in January, in February, in March, in April, and now to this moment, God, and in his anointing, is about to break some things off of your life. And to think that Paul, to think that Paul had enough in 62 AD, we start to read in Acts 28, 1 through 6, it says this, once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us, all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off. Everybody say shook. He shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up and suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a God. You need to understand if you've survived a storm this year, if you've survived a shipwreck this year, there is an anointing on your life to utterly change the world. There is an anointing on your life and we've all survived something. And if you're in this moment right now and you're still surviving something, we are prophesying today over your life that you don't just have to put anchor down and bail ship, but that you can stand ground and say, God has given me a word, God has spoken to me, and I have a must about every step that I'm gonna take to finish this year strong and take not just a walking uh, walk around the park into 2023, but I'm about to step into greater destiny in Jesus' name. Paul wants to warm himself up and he's just like, he's just, think about this. It's like the, 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 the centurion knew the favor of God on Paul and said, don't, don't, don't kill the prisoners when the ship wrecked and they all got on a piece of wood and they clung to it. 
And to this day, you know, in a metaphorical way, we cling to the cross. And they got to them to a shore, and, and Paul was drenched, and he's cold, and, and he's tired, and he's worn out. And, man, he just wants to be warmed up by the fire. And all of a sudden, this snake, this viper, jumps out of the fire because of the heat. Let me tell you this city point. Be careful for praying for the God of revival. Be careful for praying for, praying for revival fire for you, for this church, for this city, for our nation, because the snakes that have been waiting here all along, man, they will not be able to handle the heat and the fire that's coming from your prayers. And they will jump out. See, the reason why the snakes are coming out is because the fire is increasing in your life. The fire of God. And when the snake, you've got to wonder, if the snakes aren't jumping out, is there a lack of fire? Imagine Paul's face. He's in this place. What you've got to understand, Paul's in this place. Man, Pastor Rick, can you give me that special, special thing that you brought today for me? This, this special thing. Yes, Kansas City. Next year. See, what we got to understand is this, this is what Paul did not do. Paul didn't sit down at a table with the snake and start to converse with it. Didn't have a cup of tea with the snake. He didn't start to panic. He didn't embrace a cynical worldview. He didn't just say, God, are you kidding me? I, 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 you told me to preach the gospel to the world and now I've been imprisoned. I've had to go through the storm after storm. I've been shipwrecked. And now this thing is latching onto my hands. Are you kidding me, God? I quit. This is way too much for me. No, he didn't embrace it. He didn't intolerate it. He took the snake. He shook it off and threw it back into the fire to its own demise. You see, what we got to understand is that we got to, in, in, in essence, it's like the, the snakes that are trying to emerge to bite you, to, the, the, that poisonous, venomous strangle that's trying to strangle your vision, trying to strangle the destiny and the potential that God has for your life. See, Paul understood something. He goes, he looks at the snake and he says, guess what? I'm not the same person that I was three years ago. I'm not the same person that I was five months ago. I'm in this moment and in this now and through it all. I know whether it was through imprisonment, through chains on my hands and feet, whether it was through the storms of life, whether I was shipwrecked, it does not matter. Through it all, my God proved faithful. My God provided. My God promoted. Come on, we got to turn the person to you next to you and say, I'm not the person who I was. I'm not the person who I was. I'm not the person who I was because through it all, guess what I discovered? Romans 8, 28, I discovered that God works all things together for good for those who love the Lord. Guess what? Through it all, I've discovered his promise. If God be for us, who can be against us? Through it all, I was delivered. And I understand Romans 8 when it says, nothing can separate me from the love of God. I've discovered no snake, no demon, no legion, no darkness, no principality can come against me because I know who I am. Isaiah 25 says, for God, you have been faithful to do great things. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, if we are faithless, he will always remain faithful. Come on, put your hands towards heaven and give God a praise for being faithful. Give God a praise for being faithful in your marriage, being faithful, come on, for your children, being faithful for your work, being faithful that you have breath in your lungs, being faithful that he's restored you, being faithful that he's convicted 
protected you, being faithful that he is stewarding your life and your call. We praise you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We carry an anointing to shake off the enemy's attacks. We carry an anointing. And this anointing didn't come delivered in an Amazon box. This anointing came through adversity. This anointing came from the tackling the imprisonment, stepping forward into the storm, trusting God when all things crumble and we land ashore and we have to float our way on a piece of wood to the shore, drenched, cold, wet, tired. What is God doing in this situation? You gotta understand the anointing the anointing to shake things off in your life is born out of adversity and it enables you to shake off whatever hell has thrown your way this year. I am not who I used to be. Praise God. Whatever snake has come out of the fire, whatever idea, whatever thought, whatever construct, whatever warfare has emerged for the purpose of strangling your vision or poisoning your integrity, your faith, today's the day. You're not gonna sit down and have a cup of tea with it. You're not gonna negotiate it with it. You're not gonna sit there and go, woe is me, and embrace a victimized mentality. Let me declare in this room, you are not a victim. Hear me when I say this, you are not a victim. If you feel like you've been victimized because of the divorce, victimized because of declaring bankruptcy, victimized because you were done wrong or that person said that and there was a brokenness in the, in the relationship. No, it's not about setting up a tea party with the snake and throwing a pity party. No, it's about getting over it and moving on and saying, my God, through it all, we'll overcome. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take a moment and I just can't wait. We're going we're gonna to look at the snake that has tried to emerge against us. May it maybe emerge against your mind, your finances, your marriage, uh, emerge against your home, your ministry, our city, our community. Man, there are snakes in this, this earth right now that have emerged and popped themselves up and are, are trying to bite the church, trying to bring the venomous poison of, of darkness and corruption and deceit and taking, uh, taking the very creation of God uh, between male and female, taking the creation of God to all things and trying to distort it. But in the name of Jesus, today, we are going to have, step into the anointing to be able to shake this thing off. Step into the anointing to be able to deal with what God wants to do. So right now, in this moment, uh, metaphorically, I want you to grab the, snake of the, the neck of the snake. I want you to grab it. And I need everybody to, to jump along with this. Maybe you, maybe you come from a church background, you're not used to actually interacting or actually praising or actually being loud. But today's the day. Just grab it like this. Just grab it like this. Whatever it may be, the lie, the venom, the thing that is trying to destroy your future, you ought to understand you can grab it by the neck because in Luke 10, 19, this is what Jesus said. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing. Everybody say nothing. Everybody say nothing. 
and nothing will harm you. And that means nothing. Capital N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Nothing. Nothing will harm you. Nothing. And when God says nothing, he means nothing. And if you're a storm survivor, you're not afraid. If you're a shipwreck survivor, you're not afraid. And if God says you can shake it off, you have the anointing to shake it off. I'm prophesying over your life, whether it's discouragement, whether it's disappointment, because those two things are cousins that want to distort your perception of God and create a, 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 a perception that the Father has abandoned you. You have never been abandoned. Whether you're in the ship, whether you're in the ocean, whether you're wading through the storm, whether you're shipwrecked, God is prophesying over your life. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, his prayer to you is that your praise will confuse the enemy. Your peace will paralyze the enemy. Your integrity will disarm him. Your resist him will make him flee. Come on, hold it by the hands. Everybody lift it up high. Hold it by the hands. If I could have the, the, the worship team out, that'd be awesome. Just hold it. Just keep it there. Just keep it right there. Hold it. What, what you got to understand is the enemy will, will, will come out of the fire at your most vulnerable time. Paul was wet, cold, drenched, tired, and the enemy knew he was vulnerable. This is the lie of the enemy. He actually believes you can't get through this year. He actually believes you can't get through this season. He actually believes, but you got to understand through the adversity of this year, through what you have had to face, through what you've been through, God has poured out an anointing upon you. He has put a breakthrough anointing upon you to shatter the chains of the enemy, to grab the neck, the, the neck of the snake and say, you know what? It is time to shake it off. It is time to move in a place where God, I'm an overcomer. God, that through it all, you're gonna do something in my life. Isaiah 52, two says, shake off the dust. Matthew 10, 14 says, shake the dust off of your feet. Some of you need to shake off rejection. Some of you need to shake off complacency. Shake off the closed doors of 2022. Shake off the negativity, the failure, the past, the apathy, the unbelief, the unforgiveness. Come on, take up your snake right now by the neck. If I could have the worship team ready to go. You guys ready to go? On the count of three, we are going to shake this puppy off. Come on, it's metaphorical, but man, we are prophetic in this place and we are prophesying that today, your shout, today, your worship, today, your declaration, today, your stance in faith. Come on, the snakes that have tried to emerge and take hold and bring a venomous, poisonous cynicism towards church, towards leadership, maybe a cynicism towards the political arena, towards what God is doing. No, no, come on, we're taking it by the hands. Are we ready? On the count of three, are we ready? Worship team, you gotta be ready. Everybody say, get ready. Are we ready? Are we ready? On the count of three. On the count of three, come on. We are gonna lift up a shout of praise and we are gonna shake this off this morning. No, no longer, no longer, no longer, no longer, no longer, no longer in Jesus' name. Come on, on the count of three. One, everybody say one. Two, three, shake it off, shake it off.
when Paul gets bit, the, the, the men and the women of the islands, they, they expected him to die. There's been some people in your world that have expected you not to make it. But I want you to turn to your neighbor and guess what? And say, surprise, I made it. Say it louder, surprise, I made it. And guess what? The snakes of this world, the snakes of this world, guess what? Surprise world, the church of Jesus Christ, covered in the blood, empowered by the spirits, given all authority, is about to shake off the enemy's plans, the enemy's strategies, the enemy's distortion and deception in Jesus' name. And what I love about this, what I love about this, what I love about this. The snake went for Paul's hand. Could have gone for any other part of his body, but it went for his hand. It goes on to say that that venomous bite did nothing to Paul. And the next verse, next chapter, it goes into talking about how all of a sudden, uh, Publius, the, 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 the governor of that island, brought him in because his father was sick. So the same hand the snake bit, God used that hand to lay on Publius, his father, to heal him. That same snake attack subsequently released a healing revival in the island of Malta. See, the same area the devil has been attacking in your life will be the same area that God will use for his glory. Can I say that again? The same area the devil has been attacking in your life will be the same area that God will use for his glory. You see, the, the attempt was there, but the devil doesn't realize, man, there's unprecedented favor. If God, if the enemy has been attacking your finances, get ready. If the enemy has been attacking your mental state, get ready. If the enemy has been attacking your ministry, get ready. There's unprecedented favor coming your way. Let's put our hands towards heaven. In Jesus' name, come on, worship team. 